Monday Thursday service tonight begins the Triduum, which is a three-day period that begins sunset on Thursday and concludes sunset on Easter Day. We enter into one continuous worship service tonight. The service continues tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for a Good Friday and continues on Easter Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11. Because we are in the midst of one three-day service, there will be no benediction tonight because we're not done. We will leave in silence at the end of the service. It is a quiet service, and if you are not sure that your cell phone is off, the rest of us would really appreciate it if you make sure about that. And you probably would appreciate that too. The name Maundy Thursday comes from the Latin mandatum novum, which is new commandment. It's called that because tonight Jesus taught his disciples a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you love one another. Let's pray. Holy God, we come to worship in the gathering shadows of Jesus' suffering and death. We come with his friends, the men and women who have followed him in every place and generation, to live once again this story of service and betrayal, of weakness and courage. This night you kneel before your friends and wash our feet. Bound together in your love, trembling, we drink your cup and watch. We come to witness your love in action. Be with us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. The psalmist call us to worship. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the, in the presence, presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Let's stand together as we sing, O oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus.
let the poor one. Let the poor one say, I am rich in him. Let the lost one say, I am found in him. said, one who has bathed does not need to wash. In our baptism, we have been bathed by the grace of God, trusting in the steadfast love of Jesus Christ, who has delivered us from sin and death. Let us confess our sin in song and in spoken word. Sing together. Kyrie eleison, have mercy. Christ eleison, have mercy. As we come before you with the needs of our world, we confess our failures and our Have 
pray responsively. Eternal God, whose covenant with us is never broken, we, we confess that, that we have failed to fulfill your will for us. We betray our neighbors, desert our friends, and run in fear when we should be loyal. And though you have bound yourself to us, we have not bound ourselves to you. God, have mercy on us, weak and willful people. Lead us once again to your table and unite us to Christ, who is the bread of life and the vine from which we grow in grace. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. The mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives you all your sins strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of his Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Since God has forgiven us in Christ, let us forgive one another. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. Let's stand and pass the peace of Christ to one another.
want to encourage you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 13. Be reading from verses 1 through 17 and 31 through 35. Hear now God's word to us. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him, and for this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you not know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, Servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in Him. If God has been glorified in Him, God will also glorify Him in Himself, and He will glorify Him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who was enthroned in the majesty of heaven and yet gave up that heavenly position to become a servant. We adore him for laying aside his glory and clothing himself in complete humility as one of us. We give praise for the example of washing his disciples' feet 
Teach us now by your word to do the same for one another. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Several weeks ago, I was walking on the treadmill at the gym. Each treadmill at my gym has its own small TV. It's right in front of you above all those controls. And it was the beginning of the NCAA basketball tournament. And it seemed as though basketball games were on TV 24-7 those first couple of weeks. I really wasn't interested in either of the teams that were playing that I was watching, but it helped me to pass the time, you know, helped me to work off a little lunch. And one of the teams, as I was watching, put up a three-point shot. And it bounced off the rim, and a player from the opposing team took the rebound. He passed it to his teammate, and then the two of them ran down the court together, passing that ball back and forth without any hesitation. And as they got close to their own basket, one of them lobbed the ball up into the air while the other player flew up into the air and he took the ball and he slam-dunked the ball. It's the old alley-oop. Now, after I watched that, when the play was over, I guess I blurted out real loud at the gym. I said, that was poetry in motion. And I guess I said it pretty loud. As people around me, they just stopped and some of them glanced over at me. And then my friend Don, who was working at the desk that day, he said, Steve, would you like to explain to all of us what exactly made that poetry in motion? Now there's a few other people listening in. I said, you know, I know that they have practiced that play over and over again, probably hundreds of times. But when I was watching it there, it just looked like it came naturally. It was like a dance on the floor. It was a thing of beauty. Now, as I continued to walk on the treadmill, I thought about the day before when I was up at the high school swim meet. Laguna was going up against Calvary Chapel. I always like to stand by the entrance there to where the pool area is to to just kind of get near to that scorekeeper's table. I like to hear what the coaches are saying to the swimmers as they come in to check in and hear him root them on. And I like to stand there as our kids walk by and fist pump them as they get to their event. And while I was talking to a parent, a little girl was walking by. I'd say she was about four years old. And she was walking by herself towards that scorekeeper's table, right with the pool over on this side. And it suddenly occurred to her that she was by herself. And so she stopped in her tracks and she started to cry. And not just cry, she was blaring out as she was crying. Now, all of us, as we stand there by the scorekeeper's table, we stopped and we looked over at her. And then we glanced over at our home benches thinking that, well, wouldn't you think some mom would come out and go over to this little girl who was crying? And so we kept staring, kept looking, kept staring, and to no avail, no one came over. 
But within a split second, just like that, a girl from the other team who had just checked in over at the score table and she was supposed to be over at her block for the event, everyone was waiting for her, she darted over to this little girl and she took her by both of her hands and she got down to her eye level and she said, little girl, sweetie, have you lost your mama? And just like that, the little girl, she stopped crying. And she looked up at that young lady and she said, uh-huh. And then she walked this little girl, this young woman walked this little girl over to our benches. And wisely, she said to the little girl, is your mama up there somewhere? And there was her mom talking to one of her friends. And she made sure that girl was reunited with her mom. Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> now, as I was recalling this on the treadmill as I was walking, I said quietly, now that was poetry in motion. Have you ever paused as you watch someone care for another human being just standing in awe at the beauty of their expression of love? Have you ever looked back and realized that a fellow believer in Jesus had blessed you, and as you look back upon it, you think it came so natural for them? And have you ever found yourself sacrificing something that was important to you to lift up another person out of love, and you were well aware that it was coming from outside of you, that love into you? Have you ever wondered where that source of love is to be found? We read tonight that after the Last Supper, when Jesus had lifted up the bread and he lifted up the wine, explaining to his disciples that the bread is pointing to his body and the wine is pointing to his blood. He got up from the table and he took off his outer robe and then he girded himself around his waist with a towel, a servant's towel. And he took a picture, pitcher of water and he began to pour it into a basin, a bowl. And then taking that towel, he went around the table and he began to wash the feet of each and every one of his disciples. And then drying them with that same towel. It was pure poetry in motion. Think about it in your mind's eye. It's, it's almost like a dance, isn't it? It looked like it came natural to Jesus because love did come naturally to Jesus. It was a thing of beauty. We catch on that everyone at the table was silent, watching in awe as Jesus made his way from one apostle to the next, one set of dirty feet to the next. And were they silent because they knew that what Jesus was doing should have been done and left by a slave, a servant to do when they first entered the house? And if a slave was not present, then the least of these should have taken that on. Were they silent because it occurred to them, here is the Messiah, the anointed one of God, 
down on his hands and knees, washing our dirty feet. Us lowly, broken vessels served by the perfect Son of God. Several times Jesus had taught and told them that he would suffer, be crucified, and raised from the dead, but he knew they would not only need that spoken word, that verbal word, but a visual example of what this sacrifice would look like, what it would look like as we love one another. Everything about the supper and everything about the foot washing would be pointing to Jesus' sacrifice upon the cross pointing to our forgiveness of sins and the call of Christ for each and every one of us to go and love one another in humility and sacrifice. Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, that even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but He came to serve, and He came to give His life as a ransom for many. So the source of love is God. And we see the perfect expression of this love through the words and the deeds of Jesus Christ, our Lord. In February, I went with 25 Presbyterian pastors and elders to Israel. It was lined up on Friday evening at the beginning of the Jewish Sabbath for us to go to the Western Wall to begin the Sabbath prayer alongside hundreds of others. I know many of you have been there. If you've been there on a Friday night, it is such a sight to see. We then made our way to a small neighborhood in Jerusalem. Our group was invited by an Orthodox Jewish family to have a Sabbath Shabbat dinner at their home. 25 of us tucked into three tables in their small little living room. When we arrived, their daughter took us to the sink to instruct us in how to ceremonially wash our hands before we sat for the supper. Just like that. And once seated, the husband and wife, they welcomed us into their home. Our host said it's a tradition before the Shabbat meal for the husband, the father, to bless his wife and his children. And he walked slowly over to his wife and he spoke to her a blessing. And it brought tears to her eyes. It was a thing of beauty. And then he walked over to his daughter and he blessed her likewise. And as he was blessing her, there was this huge smile upon her face as her dad was blessing her. And then he looked at all of us and he said, are there any here who would like to speak a blessing to another? And one pastor stood up and he said, I want to thank my fellow pastor here for not only inviting me on this trip, but also supporting me financially for this journey. He said, it's just what I needed at just the right time in my ministry. And then he quoted from the book of Proverbs and he said, there truly is a friend that sticks closer than a brother and you, you have been a brother to me. And then an elder stood up 
whose son, who's a pastor, who was also on the trip. And she said, I just want to say how proud of my son I am. What a wonderful pastor he is. I am so thankful that he loves Jesus and that he loves me, his mom. And then she said, son, I love you. It was poetry in motion. What if we, us broken vessels loved by God, left here tonight and spoke a word of blessing, words of love and sacrifice in the spirit of Jesus' sacrificial love? Just think of it. Over a hundred people here leaving this place after the service and finding one person who we could go up to and verbally bless them with words of love. That would be a thing of beauty. Might we call it poetry in motion? Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith in Jesus Christ. From Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. Join me. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess to the glory of God, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the ushers forward as we give of our tithes and our offerings.
stand. Let us pray. Merciful Jesus, on this the night when you were betrayed, you commanded your friends to love, but you suffered rejection yourself. As we open our hearts to the rejected and the unloved, Fill us with your compassion and understanding. On this night, you welcome to your table those who would deny you and even the one who had betrayed you. As we commit ourselves to following your example of love and service, teach us to embody your courage and hospitality, even to those whom we find hard to love. On this night, you loved your friends to the very end. As we open our hearts to all who face darkness tonight, we pray for the sick, for those who mourn, for those trapped by violence, addiction, or pain. Give healing and hope. On this night, Lord Jesus, you prayed for your disciples to be one. As we grieve for the divisions in your church, unite us, hear our prayers and help us, challenge and change us. 
Before we pray the Lord's Prayer together, I invite you to move towards the center and join hands across the aisle to symbolize our oneness in Christ. And so we pray as Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let's be seated. The Jewish people around the world gather in the Passover season to remember, and to affirm, and to uh, be together as family. They remember that great event of the Exodus in which God uh, heard the cries of his people and his heart was filled with compassion for their suffering and misery. And out of that sent Moses to be the leader of his people into the freedom of the promised land with the promise of blessing for those who walked in his ways. And so we as Christians, as the followers of Jesus, we join him at the Passover table. And here we remember that the bread that is broken is the body of Christ. The wine that is poured out is the blood of Christ. The elements of the new covenant, a demonstration of the mercy and love of God self-sacrificing work that comes from the very heart of God and that draws all the nations to God. And people will come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God as one people reconciled, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, rich and poor, black and white, all coming because their lives have been touched by the grace, the mercy, and the love of God. And for this reason, we come to his table tonight as forgiven persons who are being progressively transformed to be more like him. Let us offer our prayer of thanksgiving. We give you thanks, O God, for you created us in your image and placed us in this world to love and to serve you. When our wandering feet took us far from you, you did not abandon us. O Jesus, in your mercy, you yourself came to seek us out and to find us. We have walked with you. We have seen your tender compassion. We have watched you heal and teach and welcome outcasts and eat with sinners like us. You've bent down at our feet to touch and to heal, to befriend sinners like us. And we have come to love you. 
Although you had all power to free yourself, you chose instead to fulfill your purpose. Trembling, we watch tonight as you allow yourself to be betrayed into agony, as you give yourself for the life of the world. And so we come with fresh and deep gratitude to your table to receive your cleansing touch, to take these gifts of bread and wine, transform them by your Holy Spirit, that they may be for us your own body and blood, and that together we might be your body, given to and for the world. Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me. In like manner, after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood. As often as we eat this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our ushers will bring you a row at a time. We invite you to take a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, commune, return prayerfully to your seats. Would our elders please come and join us?
Let us pray. God of grace, your Son, Jesus Christ, left us this holy meal of bread and wine in which we share his body and blood. May we who have celebrated the sign of his great love show in our lives the fruit of his redemption through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
After supper, and when they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night. For it's written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. Truly I tell you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then Jesus came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So, could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again Jesus went away for the second time and prayed. My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him. At once they came up to, he came up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Suddenly one of those with Jesus put his hand on his sword, drew it, and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father? And he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say it must happen in this way? Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? 
Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has taken place so that the scriptures of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled.